Oh, hello again. I'm not sure if this is going straight onto the end of the other one or what, but anyway, I'm still talking. Yes, so. So. Uh, um, part, of, part of what makes this a little bit. It, it's going to. It's it's somewhat disturbing, really. It's going to disturb you in the same way as that any sort of great cultural revolutionary idea sort of shakes your sense of stability. Your, I mean, mostly humans are very much into security. You know, let's face it, they they're not that brave. Mostly, they're. This sort of courage is not a hugely important issue spiritually, but it's just humans are mostly into security and security ideologically. They mostly, they don't care. They don't care about reality. They just care about what everyone else is doing because really that offers them the best chances that they got. I mean, it doesn't, <coughs> but if you start making your own decisions in this game, you know, you better know what you're doing because if you just play the odds, you just act like the guy next door. Let's do it that way. And if you do, well, you know, you, you're you going to get pretty much the same result as everyone else. At least you won't fail as miserably as if you... Or succeed as brilliantly, at perhaps, if you, if you get it right or if you, whatever you know. But you see, culture and everything is, is there sort of give you the foundations of it all so to work it out so that you don't have to work all this out yourself as we deviate in various degrees from cultures we we, we are taking risks and and those risks are often bad usually we we make errors uh, we don't always have to make errors but part of the sort of the radicalization of of our decisions in in a spiritual sense is still very much in a cultural it's contained in a cultural like the, the culture can contain this and, and and provide this sort of a radical sense of spirituality in its religions and its austerities and its various things but it can't really go the other way and it puts you in jail for that that's what when you radically deviate from cultural norms you move into some sort of criminality the justice systems are you know essentially there in a great ethical uh objective ethics of of a society this is this is objective ethics a justice system is 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 all this law this is a law a different sort of law, isn't it? It's not a law of nature, but it is—it's a social contract. And this this law—it's another law, and it, it it deeply determines our 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 sense of happiness and our our well-being and every other thing, just as much as science might. But it's it's a different type of thing. It's a different context by which we can think about a law and there's other law like a meta logic is not a scientific law but it's a different sort of law 
And you can't sort of make sense of your justice system without a meta logic or a sense of logic, or you can't make sense of science without logic, and you can't have anything to refer to in a justice system if there's no stuff and there's no beings who are being judged for what they do with this stuff. So, you know, everything that we are dealing with is as it, as it is, as, as our language expresses it. I mean, there's, there's us and there's the world and all the things that we understand about the way we talk, the subject, object, and the, so I am da-da-da and I have a mind or these are possessions and I'm the possessor, you know, the fundamental syntax of language and every other thing, everything that we experience or we dream about, our dreams, our our thoughts and our our physical sensations and the, the way our senses reach out and gather information and the way our mind sort of creates matrix for it to to make sense and then and adds coordinates because the mind is purely future thing it's it's just this prediction it's it's pure purely a predictive model so much that that we think we think it we think it of it as in the past like a a brain like a physical is in the past and this is this is literally, literally, like your scientifically or any other way, what I'm saying is literally. So the mind is literally in the future, and the 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 body is literally in the past. As literally as that can be possible, if it if it is possible to have a future and a past, I mean, is it is it is it possible that there is a past? I mean, is it? What? How are we going to get past out of this? I mean, science tries to get their past. You know, they say, look, that star was, that star, what the light we're seeing is this, some of the rah rah, you know. We value all this cosmology. We, it's ancient history, man. It's We don't even know any of that. Okay, We, we think, you know, we're making these great advances of cosmology and there's this and there's that. This is ancient ancient history okay this is well before anything that like dinosaurs most of it right anyway so uh, so i'm a realist I'm, I'm a realist a really a realist a real realist and i'm trying to give you real a sense of reality but i'm not a dogmatist I'm not dogmatic. Now, everyone I'm saying to you who's giving you, uh, like, metaphysics. I mean, science is based on metaphysics. Everything is metaphysical. Like, every, every word is a metaphysics. We think of metaphysics. Metaphysics means, essentially, is beyond the physical beyond what is physical is metaphysics like metaphysics is just a way of thinking about a philosophical narrative in a in a moderately phenomenal way a physical sort of sense of it it's it's not a great big shift it's just a, a small sort of 
incremental sort of shift. It's the way everyone thinks, the way we all mostly think, the way that the greater part of humans think is in this physical sense. We we, we say, this is reality. Like, this is reality. Like, reality is the thing I can touch and taste and feel and see because I can see and touch and feel and taste it, right? Now, that's just the basic meaning of that word. And it's 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 not a word that uh, can be just that, but it's it's the only way we can make sense of the word, or, or it's one way we can make sense of the word. It's it's sort of the it's it's what sinks to the bottom of the pond in a reality game. Okay, we we we're bound to use this word this way because what alternative do we have for it? You know, and and the alternatives we have for it represent the idealism forms of idealism as they're employed and there are there's more to idealism than than pure subjectivity pure idealism okay pure idealism is a very religious a very spiritual a very solipsistic conception okay but there's objective idealism and that that objective idealism is really what intellectuals struggle with that they can believe in but they can't and they they try to believe in like they're they're trying to believe in the let's uh let's say this all right now they're trying to believe that the equator is real right now is the equator real what's the equator i mean is it really there well yeah is it really there no it's not but go and find it go on. go to the go to the middle of the earth where the where the sort of center point is and then tell me if you find the equator well well you know it's there you, you, you sort of it's there because you've got knowledge but where's the line is it physical right is it real is there really an equator Okay, now this is idealism. Like this is objective idealism, though. This is not pure idealism. This is the the sort of idealism I'm talking about. This is philosophical idealism. This is pure reason. This is an ontological sense of the word of the world, in which you you're employing a a a different means by which you're justifying your reality. Um, because if you were to say the equator is real in itself, it's a, it's, it's a real thing, but it's not a thing, okay? Because this is a non-thing. This is, a, this is a, a real idea, all right? And this is basically where uh, physics is. This is what this possible world wave-particle duality is all about, okay? This... This wave particle thing is is not um, is not all ontologically consistent. It's not a it's not really a science. It it's a science and a not science as as a wave and a particle because there's no empirical truth to the wave. The wave is a like the equator. 
<coughs> you know it's there. What well, it sort of has to be there. It allows for predictions, but well, how can it be real? Like, like, what sense is the equator real? I mean, think about that. Like, that's exactly the, the situation because what that is is a line. It's it's another one of these perfect lines that divides something into its duality and it's there in the ontological realism of of a philosophical narrative of a of an abstract realism which is 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 where you go as you pursue cause and effect because your knowledge lies there your knowledge does not lie in the science okay it's not the equator isn't a scientific, uh, a scientific reality. It's a, a knowledge reality. Okay, it's a, it's like a mathematical reality and or a geometric reality. It's, it's a circle, whereas the Earth is is a is a circle. The Earth seems to be like a circle, but it's like a, not really a circle. It can't be a perfect thing. And there's a sort of there's a reason why these things form geometries, but they're not the geometries aren't real in themselves, etc., etc. Okay, so uh, so what we're talking about here, like this is pretty much the the um, the most practical sort of way in here that I'm I'm trying to explain to you something so that you can understand it because what I'm, I'm explaining to you is. Uh, in in the way that we're we're talking about reality, and I'm trying to move your sense of reality around because, um, and I'm not see I'm not putting it there. I'm just saying this is this is an ontological sense of reality. It's just less mundane than than this pure physical conception, um, because like I said, you 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 say to each other, oh yeah, like that's real, that's real, yeah, because I. Like that baseball bat's real because it, I felt it. It hit me. Okay, now that equator isn't real. Isn't real because no one can hit me with an equator. Or no, I can't touch it, taste it, feel it. It isn't an empirical, tangible thing. It's a thing, right? Thing is the fundamental word that that will always and always should attach itself to that ontology that is an ontology of the thing okay because it can't be a, th a thing all right it 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 becomes a non-thing but but not nothing as as it becomes a knowledge all right so that's an ironic type of thing whereas this is is not whereas this is a sort of an ignorance this even though we think of it as science i am using this great modality so that you can understand it with these different words all the time okay the reason the ignorance of it is because it's known it's not a knowledge it's not a it's not a knowledge ever that the the things you that that baseball bat is not knowledge. Okay, the, the baseball bat is ever 
known in its tangibility. But your knowledge is, is more like the word baseball, bat, or the words. The, the, the way you're making sense is knowledge. But only in its, as, it, as it sort of hits its structure, as it hits its, its, the, the, the actual geometry of it. <coughs> Everything else in between is just, you know, naming, name, 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 identity. Okay, everything has identity that we know of, and everything that we don't know of, we have no identity. So it's it's particularly like a light and dark drama that that's going on there. Like every everything that you say that baseball bat you think is reality because it's physical, but the thing, the light about it all the light that you're knowing of it with is because you've got name. It's because, because if you were feeling around in the dark and you felt a baseball bat, it, it's not until that word appears that you know anything about what you're feeling. It's just information that makes, that has no, it's not a perception. Okay, a perception is, an, is when identity recognizes pattern and divides that like rational rational that's logic okay as soon as that perception comes the perception is is breaking parts and as it does it's it's bound to be dualistic such as a mind can comprehend it because as as you perceive it you perceive it to what as it is and then to do that, it has to have an isn't, because if it is, it can't be what it isn't, and since you're not thinking of the whole, you're thinking of a part of it, then the, the, even the, the environment of it, everything else becomes what it isn't, and there is the mind, that's how we are, this is fundamental conception, it's, it's actually a um, another whole drama of uh, like theory of mind, which is which is where we, we, we're just sort of going to go straight into purely a mind drama. At the moment, I'm sort of trying to go physical. I'm trying to understand, explain the physical, how, how you think about a physical. Because we all do this. We say it's a real thing. Yeah, I saw it. Like there really is a unicorn because it has wings and I touched it and I fed it like cherry ripes or whatever. Okay. But a real thing, a, no, not a thing, okay, a, re, a reality, an ontological reality is what something exists as. Now, a equator exists as this, and the Earth is just this ball that has this middle, all right? This equator is purely something we've mentally used to predict where the north and the south start and finish. It's a paradox, as is, uh, as are all these identities, okay, because the identities are, are always boundaries between what something is and what something isn't. They're, they're, a, they're a line of identities that are drawn. And these are real to... 
to me because I'm a philosopher, right? And I'm saying, oh, they should be real to philosophers, but philosophers are shit. Philosophers are, philosophers are just sort of like bloody... I don't know what they're doing. I, I don't care because um, most of it is just puff and, you know, like title, a, lo a lot of it. And, and really... I, I, a good philosopher is just headlong into reality like I am. They're just, you know, not afraid of reality. They're not afraid of anything. They're not afraid of any of this, like, stuff, quantum physics or any of the sort of heavy metalogical, all of it, you know, but they they are all afraid of it because they all don't know how to make any sense of it at all. And they, they give you very little that you're actually going to be able to consume here. And um, and they sort of try to sort of disguise that by sounding very intellectual and inventing new words, all right? But you don't need to, uh, like, I mean, why even bother when they're just really trying to, uh, like, make you believe they know something that you don't. I mean, like, if there were great philosophers, I would be telling you about them. I mean, I'd, I'd say to you, like, wow, wow, because I, I do I do not disregard them all. I, I don't, I, I, I'm, I sort of like a few of them. I, I, I see the ones that are, that are good. I, I, I want to say that they're better than they are, but they're, I don't know, <coughs> they're really not coming up with anything especially, like, content. They're not giving you the content, uh, like, in the way that I, I, I am. And, and really, what I'm doing here is expressing myself in, with the language, just as, this is the spoken word, all right? The spoken word, there's a written word, and there's there's another way in which I could, like, relate conceptions to you that is a a sort of artistic. There's a an art of of philosophical reasoning and that is is it's part of an expression thing because we philosophers are communicating that's that's the thing we're trying to do and communication is because like we, when you are communicating you're using words and words are just the stubborn little terrors um, that that won't ever let you speak of a one they won't give you They'll never let the one be described because words are just there, always going to be something with that you, you're knowing about, such as you can perceive what that is by perceiving about what it isn't. And see, a one is the is and the isn't. There is, there is no way words and unity can become uh, like they're not sympathetic to each other. 
the words and the and the unity are forever trouble a troublesome sort of arrangement. This is what a philosopher is ever struggling against it, until he um, like goes crazy essentially because because that is what the philosophical journey is. It's a journey into the absurd. It's a it's an ability to pierce into absurdity because that is that is the that is the issue that is the uh, that is the art of it that that's the genius of it how how much how much you can make the absurd sensible um, and and this is a, like it's not science this is not to be a, a pure rationalist, to think is not to do science. To think is is something you do without apparatus. The apparatus is oh, here. You're, you, in fact, need no senses. I mean, like your science is always in a, a posterior position from the prior position of them. So the just like a law and, and a cause is like an effect a cause and an effect there's always a a, a time born temporal progression and, and so to the knowledge the philosopher is always in this lawmaker's role and the scientist is always in the testing um, side of that to to, to apply that and to, and to find some physical result because because these great monads I'm talking about here are expressing themselves even in these methods. And that, that's what the nature of language is. That's why we can say science and know what it means and we can say this and know what it means. The fact that we don't know what philosophy means or we, we sort of think we know what science is, okay? But we don't know what science is because there's a demarcation of science problem. This is... A simple problem, really, and it's it's a, it's it's a it's a great example of how weak the the actual current mental drama you know people are because any philosopher who could supply a demarcation of science would be instantly like some sort of hero, but yet. This is a philosophical problem. It's just demarcate science. Tell me what science isn't, okay? And and that is what uh, I'm doing right now. But see, there's no conception of how to do that. There, there's no one with a demarcation of science. Now look it up when you Google. Find out what people are thinking because you you, you know you're just sitting here. Whatever you you think I am or whatever, you need to go out into the world and find out what people understand, what they know, so that you know how different this sort of sense or how much content you're actually able to find here. Because this is just a good example, I find, that the demarcation of science is, is such, a, um, such a huge problem of philosophers that they... They don't even know how to tackle it. It's like just something they can't grasp. You know why? Because what isn't science? What can't science be? You know, like science 
is is an idea that that it's like a relativity let's say like this purer science what purely can't not be science and then everything else but what can't science study like you know like once you're talking about all possible worlds or everything with science then there's confusion as to whether this is science whether this isn't science where does where are the boundaries of this and where does this begin and where does this end and this is what i'm talking about all the time because like essentially i'm explaining that in a geometric sense explaining what a paradox how a paradox in a territory how a, a set of opposites are like finding themselves bound and that's how any sense is made of everything you know like there is there is a sense we have of non-science but it's just we don't science can't get their head around it anyway and philosophers can't get their head around it and they can't get their head around all of this it's it's really not something that can happen in little little bits it doesn't it's 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 a it's rather more dramatic than that it's it's dramatically more an individual thing than this steady progression of science uh this sort of like teamwork this isn't like oh he solved this little problem of philosophy or he solved that little problem of philosophy and he solved this truth problem and he solved this knowledge problem none of it is solvable until it all comes together so you're not going to you're not going to know about any of any of these intractable problems of of philosophy until you can actually just like advance through all of them at once and so you know that's why i'm sort of a weirdo and that's why i'm saying to you like oh you've got no idea what you're dealing with you, you think you're trying to put me in boxes all the time or you're trying to make this like this is like an internet experience you're having like bullshit you know it's not it's it's just you are going to have to deal with the fact that that here is something that you're going you're you're trying to understand and all the time you're trying to work me out whether i'm fake or whether i'm authentic or and, and like i'm making it very easy to go oh yeah i don't know but whatever you're trying to describe me as or trying to understand me as it's going to get harder and harder right it's hard to say i'm bogus but it's hard to say i'm authentic because if you say i'm authentic this it's so so the scale of the things I'm doing here are, are too much, such as that, you know, you, you start to think you're crazy for believing me, and but you can't say I'm bogus because I'm just continually just throwing content at you, and 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 really the, the reason you you don't appreciate it is because you haven't educated yourself fully about how how where the world is with its all its philosophical reasoning all its like high-end intellectualism and i don't sound like one of those high-end intellectualists but they're basically all big like wordsmiths mostly 
sort of hiding in some sort of like solipsistic sense of prestigious language trying to sort of carve out a little niche for themselves so that the common man can't understand them there's a reality man and you know many possible worlds reality and you know all these equations rah rah you know like we don't need quantum physicists to understand reality quantum physicists don't understand reality quantum physicists have just sort of They've, they've, they've sort of got a shadow of it there. It's like a shadow that they, that it's appearing that they're sort of going, they're they're seeing with their their equations, uh, indicating, like the equations brought them there. They didn't sort of arrive there without the the mathematics that that led them on, and. You know they just work so hard that they, they're sort of they're, they're sort of giving more structure than the philosophers are at the moment. Um, and so the the reason the the fact that philosophers don't understand that the scientists are doing exactly what they've been doing for centuries anyway is is another issue that that um, somehow we 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 we're segregating our intellectual methodologies, but you know like. Words are what we're using. These these laws and principles they're just symbols. E equals m c squared. They're just symbols. They don't. There's no difference between E and like. It's a philosophical word. It's it's a narrative. It's a, it's just a word and a narrative. It's just a, a word and a philosophical narrative with a phenomenal context that is E energy and mass. You know, we don't know any of that. Like, what I'm saying to you is that these words are are purely still just relativities. That there is no E in, in, in a reality, okay? And there is no M. There's, there's, there's this word M, this mass idea, and there's this word E, this energy idea but they are ideas only because how do you find that thing you're only you're experiencing a relativity of it certainly it seems to be moving and certainly it seems to be inert yes but it's only relatively inert and relatively motional in motion at some point okay it doesn't then become pure purely that motion it can't like the purely the if you take that word this energy word to its it, it's a placeholder it's speaking of something it's speaking of motion but it's not speaking of relative motion it's speaking of an absolute motion no now take that to that conclusion <coughs> you you can't arrive there okay so you can never know of motion it's it's for start, you've got an uncertainty principle. Let, let's say this is a this is a philosophical law in science. This is that you can't know the motion and the position of something, but you can't know of motion at all. Motion is is purely cause and effect. It's it's a sim, It's the same as cause and effect. Cause is always going to be infinitely regressed. 
you can never find the cause because the cause is always proceeding. You're only finding the effect and then the cause is always pursuing you. Same too with emotion. You can never actually find the motion. You can only know the the position and then the, the reason for it, okay? Emotion is just the reason for something, ultimately. We say we store energy and this and that. Yes, we we have like some sort of abstract means of understanding energy but energy itself is is purely abstract and it exists on a piece of string and whatever exists at the other end of the piece of string is its opposite that, that you understand that idea only by placing it in in a in an identity matrix where you you draw we don't understand energy this is the thing we don't really know what we're saying when we say energy but we in science doesn't they they get that idea and they you think of that idea like energy and you think of this some sort of power thing right and you say dumb shit like oh everything's just energy man okay and but when you use a word, you're 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 drawing a line around it, and and the, to make sense of it, you're gonna you're gonna draw that line around it, and you, it's something that can't be what it's not. It's something that can't be energy if it's not, right? Now the the fact that Einstein's equation says E equals m is purely ironic, right? Because the opposite of motion is inert is not motion and that's what mass is so that's relativity that's what they're that's what he's explaining but you see the equal sign in the middle is paradox of that those two opposing ideas by which you can talk about energy but when you say energy you're you're thinking of energy as not inertia and when you say inertia you think of it as not energy but yet it is energy and that's what the equation has proven empirically rah 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 now i'm not saying anything different than that because i'm saying to you like like what they've got there with their equation is just a a set of symbols right of which no one's experienced any of them right no one's experienced mass. No one's experienced energy. Everyone's experienced relativity, and they, like, sort of find dramatic, um, dramatic examples of relativity, or they try and pursue this idea to its conclusion, but they haven't arrived there. So they can't say they've ever found that. So it's a metaphysical idea. It's it's beyond the physical capacity, a phenomenal capacity of anyone to find this e right and so too is this m because we we know that this uh this this density expresses itself at more absolutely than our senses or any of our empiricism can travel and that is you know black holes or a thing in itself there's there's another way of understanding that is that you you know how you're going to how are you going to know a thing without a 
Like, how are you going to know of a thing in itself? Like, to, to find a pure sense of the thing that can't be any other bit of of its opposite. Like, when you say everything's physical, there can't be anything non-physical. But you've said it's physical. And how did you even say that? What's the word? What's the fit? The word, you know, the word isn't physical. You're knowing of something with that word. So, like, always this is the situation. You know, we're just bullshitting ourselves all the time. Everyone's just bullshitting you. They go, and as they talk, and they say these things to you, they're, they're talking about sort of elaborate narrative. And, and the, this is a, um, this is trying to sort of give you a sense of, of a narrative in, in a mind because that's how mind works. A mind needs its opposites. It needs its absolutes. It needs these ideal destinations where which, it can say, oh, yeah, I get it, I get it. We're taking a whole lot of this and, and putting it in a special place, which is a whole lot of that and that. I feel that there, and so, therefore, I'm getting a sense of the world, the earth and the space, and the, et cetera, et cetera. And it's not as if the world isn't like that. The world is like that. That is the field. The field is that. It's just that we're in the field. We're inside something. We're, like, inside something that has a left, right, top, bottom, east west mass energy whatever space okay and inside that we're in a coordinate which is a relative coordinate of it you're in that that's what the earth is okay that's what where we are in time in the earth because we're moving around in this set of coordinates all right and the earth is just all these coordinates in this great narrative which is there in the sense that our words are there, out there, like tell, or we sense they're out there, such as that because everything from that that direction gives us a bit of this feeling, and and everything from that direction gives us a bit of this feeling. It's not though that we can get to the destinations, because what we're doing, we're trying to do, is then separate a duality, like to elim- to make a pure monad from the inside of this duality we're trying to we're, we're trying to geometrically make reality one side of something that is what's going on all right this is where we're in this is space this is the galaxy the universe <coughs> okay is is it i'm giving you these all these coordinates and i'm saying look here we're, we're about here because it's sort of relatively dense and not so spacious according to and this is what it would be like if you took this idea to its absolute conclusion this is what it would be like if you took this idea to its absolute conclusion i see some sort of relativity at play the earth is definitely some sort of relative mixture and this more of this side it's a little bit warm so you know yeah, we're inside something, okay? We're inside a matrix, right? Where, where people are trying to describe the name of it with a, a word that says a, a, its singular description. It's a universe, it's God, it's... Um, 
it's a field okay or it's it's a field of knowledge this is what i'm sort of explaining to you one conception of it one relatively mundane conception but more idealistic than the universal conception that science is pushing on you this is the philosopher's conception of it the theologian's conception is 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 more less mundane more personal in that he's taking a a sense of uh of this coordinate system and pantheistically let's say like incorporating it in in the, the lord but they don't do that very well and they don't really know you know it's it's like you know you've got a you don't have to think a great deal if you've got a scripture that's telling you everything to think so so they don't. They don't try to think that much. They're, they're sort of like trying to interpret the scripture or telling you that scripture's true. Scripture's true. They don't know why. They can't prove it. But it's true. Believe it and you'll be free. Okay. Now, it just so happens that God is like an alien who's come down to give us some sort of inspirational, you know, there's no way out of this bubble of ignorance without some sort of inspirer. And, and humans aren't that good at it. They, they, they make their little progressions and they fuck up with it. But, but the actual divine revelations and the, the, the saints and the avatars, they're the, they're the sort of the, the, the ideal destination to believe in, to have this great knowledge, to have this, this more uh, holistic knowledge that is like scriptural knowledge, spiritual knowledge, that we can't make sense of. That everyone goes, oh, this is mythology, okay? It's not mythology, it's reality. It's, it's, the fact is, what you consider reality is just something you've never, ever experienced either. Now, you may never have experienced some sort of pure idealism, but you haven't experienced any pure materialism either. You've experienced this pure relativity. And this, not pure relativity, this relativity, and the relativity that you're experiencing is is a matrix, a field, okay? I'm, I'm being very practical here because I'm trying to say to you, look, how like this is true you, you haven't experienced this idea you haven't experienced that idea but you're experiencing something and it's a relativity of this and that that's what we're measuring that's what we're sort of dramatizing about exaggerating about that's what we say when it's hot or we say when it's cold because we're not really that hot and we're not really absolute zero we can't attain to these destinations but we we use language to give ourselves a sense of it so too the world and the things the philosophers say to you and the things that people say to you about their ontological realities and what's real and what's not are all bullshit mostly in the sense of it's not what the word is it's 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 that the words represent the obstacles or the the extremes or the absolutes by which the content is contained and the content is what you're experiencing you're experiencing a field of adversity and 
and the things in your life, the, the things in your body, the the space and the mass and the day and the night, they're all born of this duality. And the reason there's this duality is because you're inside a geometry of absolutes, such as, yes, yeah, it's a little like, okay, it might seem physical because it's relatively a little bit physical as you're moving in some great relativity where it could be a little bit more this and a little bit more that, and at the moment it's a little bit more this. So you think it, you start thinking it's the extreme uh, description of it, and, and that you know that's that makes sense to you because you know you lose a sense of the opposite of it when you start believing it to be that, and because it appears in a relativity to be a little bit more like that. You started believing it to be more like that. Next thing you know, you're, you're going down the rabbit hole. Okay. It's, it's not though. And the reason it's not is because of the, the, the truth, the truth of it. And, and, and what you, what you actually know to be true. See, the truth is what you know to be true. What your knowledge then is, is, Something you're making of the truth, something you're you're saying, this is the nature of it. Like, we know there's a reality, for instance. We know there is a reality, because if there wasn't a reality, there would be. There is. There has to be, because we, we're having an experience, okay? Well, we want, when we start to talk about the nature of that reality, we want to say some knowledge. We want to have some knowledge. So we, we want to... We want to use a word to describe it. Now, as soon as we employ a word, that word has to give us, to have a sense of it, we have to consider it in relation to something it's not. And as soon as we do that, we're, we're sort of trying to describe a reality in a field. And as we do that, we sort of underestimate how how little how we can't make sense like that really we 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 try to make sense like that but as you like if you have to try to tell me the world is physical there's an argument there's an antithesis okay you're you're you've got to ignore more about your reality to to dogmatically believe in your absolute singular description of it okay you have to ignore Everything abstract, every law, everything about you, your soul, you know, consciousness itself to believe in this physical stuff. The fact is you haven't ever seen that, known it, and you never will and you never can because to do that, there couldn't be a you. There couldn't be an identity. There couldn't be any sort of knowledge of it because it is the pure unknown it is darkness and you're trying to take light to it and say look i can see it and there it is and it's singular and it's only dark and i can see it because i've got my light i'm shining it on it you haven't done that you haven't seen anything physical you just you've still got a duality you can't escape that duality like that you can't this is a mode of material nature this is an obstacle that you're trying to make real that is preventing you and you're incrementally trying to force and as you do you're getting a diminishing return this is what science is actually doing this is 
this is the this is the fundamental way of scientific progression okay now i'm explaining to you a field where you can make sense of all this that that isn't pure idealism or is pure materialism or is it pure relativity even because it's it's just reality but i have something that i put that i know to be at the middle of this something that is at the middle of this okay because at the middle of this is this is this purest of equanimities let's say okay which is this isn't that but it, it has to be all this is being generated and, and we're all moving around the center we're moving a, around in our birth and our death in our life this samsara etc all the galaxies and all the movement and all the cycling and all the ups and the downs they're all it's all generating a big giant sort of sense of of distance from from its its true heart cause like not it's not just it's uh, like there's in this in this sense of duality, there is a God nature duality at play, and God is playing this this uh, being this placeholder. He, he's being this pure north, this this space. He's being this soul, <coughs> which is an opposition. Okay, this is and this is purely re uh, religious opposition. This is religious theology, uh, religious rationalism it is purely based on the opposition of the material and the, and the ideal and the god and the nature and the, the, the patriarchy is particularly enraptured by the masculinity of this god and the femininity of nature is this opposite idea okay now that idea is is sort of like god's god's little plan for you his little like you go seeking your liberation he'll be there he'll be there you'll never arrive you'll get there though you'll 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 it's not like it's not a bad place to go it's a good place to go it's it's your liberation from your suffering here but it's not your you, you never reach the transcendence just like you never might uh you can't transcend like that's that for, that that path of freedom, that impersonalism, is it requires you to be God to get there. Okay, you you you've got to have that amount of potency, and you you're definitely gonna. This is what it is to be up there. It's it's your potent, but but it's just like it's like even. For hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of lives of Brahma sages, there, you know, so close, but they never. Eventually, they just go, oh, I realise, because it is, it isn't love, it, it's it's some distance from love. Now I'm talking now about some sort of romantic idealism and and trying to do that and also trying to explain science and also rationalism. So there's a different, there's, I'm always in these different contexts. But what I'm explaining to you here is, is our position. 
like the earth in a really really realistic way just as real as any scientist is going to tell you about how you are what the field is how to understand it why it is like it is <coughs> why you're feeling this thing and that thing what inertia is what entropy is what how that increases and decreases in relative degrees dependent on it, this position and that position what, what how it's something created and destroyed that's just the laws of thermodynamics okay but then what else, the opposite of that, like that's sort of your fundamental objective reality, the subjective reality or the opposite of that is something you can't understand by only employing these mundane tools. You have to have this ethos to understand it. You have to understand it in the in the spiritual sense and naively, for it is of freedom and it is naive. one has to be naive to believe in their freedom, but that freedom is true. It's just true now. It's just the the universe opposes that idea. It's true. You're free. Well, you can't not be because even if you decide you're not, you decide it. But that the entire universe, and even the things I'm telling you, knowledge itself. The, the whole field, the matrix, etc., all is determining conditions, right? Yet, still freedom. So freedom is a truth. You have to you, you employ your naivety and then you strive with this naivety. More naivety, more freedom, right? More faith, more freedom. That's what God's telling you in the Bible. That's what God's telling you in the Scriptures, Okay. God's telling you these things depending on where you are. Because you're, even this earth is, is still bound into, a, everything's a microcosm and a macrocosm, right? Your body is a microcosm. The earth is a microcosm. The galaxy is a microcosm. The universe that we know of is a microcosm in some sort of grander field of possibility, possible worlds all that's possible not just a universe you know the universe is just some sort of sense of relativity some sort of expanding structure of conditions as they are expressible considering we can see a distance in time with you know age and temporality etc etc but the field of possibility is just an eternal structure by which all things must be contained and just, uh, you know, that that is a much, it's a, it's a purely idealistic structure, but it uh, it's what we are seeing, it's what we're in. It's just that that structure has this word or this idea, this one dark and light, such as the expression of all the qualities and the quantities and the qualia, all the things that we, we know of, and sort of our ability to pierce through the darkness, like like an animal can't and we can, are just coordinates, and we're just part of that. We're in that. And this is our physical world, that we see the earth and everything that, as it is now. And we... Yeah, but we're just here with our little senses lost in the scale we can't get our head around that scale we can, we can sort of barely get our head around the universal scale 
and we're trying to work out what is the nature of this reality. So I could do that with a physical, like a philosophical narrative, like in an argument, but the argument is what we're inside of. We're inside the argument, okay? We're inside the argument. All the things 